Now, what if I told you up to this point in your life, any decision that you've made about doing or buying anything was in your own? What if I told you that companies like Apple have already made the decision for you and all you did was follow it and weren't even self-aware of what you're buying into? Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. This is a quote from famous model Kate Moss. When you hear that, how does that make you feel? That's Sophie Rodriguez. She talks about the power of advertisement and how powerful it is against the female body. As we say, there's a lot of false implications about what the perfect body should look like. And she challenges that fact. It's a real clear call to action. Let's listen a little more. Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. This is a very influential woman making this statement. And she is implying that being skinny is one of the most important things in life. And regardless of this controversial statement, she still has influence over thousands of people. And lots of people with anorexia or bulimia live by this quote, using it to justify their actions and as an excuse not to get help. This is a very serious problem. And she's totally right. This is a problem. This is a problem we need to tackle right away because in deep learning, we want you to build self-awareness to yourself. And to build self-awareness, you need to understand to about this concept about following something and not knowing it. Everyone who has an Apple iPhone doesn't have it for the specs at all. It's mostly for that little Apple on the back of it. It's purely for the status quo. Without further ado, let's get right into the podcast. I'm very excited about this one. Um, me and Andrew both passionately about this. I'm in marketing, so obviously I'll be passionate about the advertisement part. Uh, manipulation is part of marketing, but I honestly just do not agree with it, even though it's a huge part of marketing. Um, so our main mission to take away for today is just be aware of what you're buying into understand what you do and what you buy understand why you're buying into that and that's really what we want to leave with you today some topics we're going to be going over today is youtube ads are they beneficial uh to kids and what's the screen time kids should have are ads negative or could they be positive in such a ways uh youtube merch is one of the topics and uh, is there alternate advertisements that youtube facebook slash twitter can be using instead of a paid promotion all right let's get right into it Hello and welcome back to the Gentleman's Podcast by Wannabe Gentleman. I'm Andrew Hutton and we're joined here today with Tyson Greenan. Hey, how's it going? Today we're going to be talking about ads and internet consumer culture. Really, I mean, the idea of this episode today is going to be just encouraging thought around what we're consuming and encouraging thought around the of what's being put in front of us. And uh, I just want to say that to preface the episode and after that, you know, let's get into it. Um, so the first thing we want to talk about today is going to be really, I mean, ads in today's society and how we see those. Uh, I think YouTube is the first example that comes to my mind. Um, and I don't know, Tyson, uh, if you have a different opinion on that. like, I would think of Instagram. Yeah, Instagram ads. Instagram has a huge, you always see that little purchase thing at the bottom or like go to, or you know what I mean? Yeah, shop now or... Or Facebook is a huge one. I feel like Facebook, you know, drop shipping. Yeah, you can post a $5 true. ad on Facebook and 
as you guys, the guy, for the example, he posted a $5 ad on Facebook as a dropshipping business and he made a profit of $500 and because he got so much awareness, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very effective form of advertising right now. And I mean, I think we easily discredit magazines and billboards and things oh, like yeah. that. But they're very, I mean, they're very present in, in the world around us. Um, but that being said, I think advertisers are like coming back to the social media internet component, I think advertisers are getting much more sophisticated about what they're doing. I mean, if that, that Facebook example that you gave, the reason why he was so effective with, and, and to give some context, he was drop shipping is taking another person's product and contacting the supplier and then basically just doing the marketing for the product. Um, and then mm-hmm. you get to keep the profits on whatever you market up to be. But the reason why he was so effective with it was because he was very effectively able to target his exact audience and sell to the exact people through Facebook ad mechanisms. Meaning that today, I mean, we are getting more relevant ads in front of us than we've ever seen before that relate to exactly who we are as a person. But do you think having that power is a bad thing or a good thing? I mean, (laughs) I think it is good in the sense that we're able to put ads in front of people that they might be interested in. But bad Mm -hmm. in the sense that that also means like you're more susceptible to fall prey to those ads if you want to see it that way. Yeah, you're more likely to buy into them because they so totally suit your lifestyle. Yeah, I mean, it, when and we get, yeah, when we get to that form of targeted advertising, I mean, like if Some, someone puts something, you know, if someone puts an ad in front of me for something that I love already, and I probably shouldn't spend the money on it, but I'm going, to, like, then I'm probably going to. They trick you. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I think it. I don't want to say trick, but they definitely manipulate your mind into thinking about their product. Um, well, for example, like, what do you think of YouTube merch? YouTube merch is a big market where it's actually come popularized now, I think, with the Logan Pauls. They really prompt up YouTube merch, and I think a lot of the other YouTubers have um, have leached off that. Say, like, the Nelk Boys, if you know who they are, they're other YouTubers. There's lots of, like, do you, my one sister has a DUI. Um, DUI? DUI. <laughs> no, no. Do-yourself do lore. I think that's, uh, I don't know how to say it, but do-yourself lore. She has, like, DIY. those back things on the side, on the back of the phone. Yeah, you can hold yeah. it. Merch has become a great topic. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, YouTube merch is like, it's about branding, right? And people are wanting to wear and represent for their brands. I mean, if you think about, I, 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 that's my, that would be my motivation behind buying YouTube merch. I think it's, I think it's good. What and does bad. it resemble? Yeah, like what, I think it's good and bad. One, it's good because I can tell you right now, oh, I'm, I like Logan Paul. I don't, but <laughs> I like, you know, if I, if I say that, that means something to you. Like, and I think that in that way you're communicating a message, and I think that in that way, you know, it's kind of cool to wear that to wear, to that, wear that shirt. Mer- yeah, to wear what, that shirt. Those, yeah. Um, I say the same thing goes for like shoes too. Like shoes are the exact same. Where like if you're wearing those Yeezys, you're like, holy shit! Like I'm a hype beast. You have a part of this culture. Whereas like, <laughs> whereas like other YouTubers like um, Philip DeFranco show or like any other users like, what the hell are these moon boots? Like what the heck are these? Where they just don't get it. Whereas like if you get into the minds of those people that want to be hype beasts like it's kind of cool they'll just buy right into that yeah and i mean that's the thing is is like and that's and we will get into that conversation a little bit later when we talk about ads and the ad psychology but i yeah it is like you're you're definitely you can you can get to the people right away and i think that that you know talks a lot about our ad culture today and the fact that we're peppered everywhere we look with ads you know, and they and whether they're targeted ads or whether they're things that are irrelevant to us, like I and I mean, I really think we've become quite desensitized in our in our society nowadays. But I think if you walk down a busy street 
the idea that you wouldn't, you know, like you are, you are, I can tell you right now, you probably have 10 ads within the vicinity of your view. But you wouldn't be looking outside. You'd be looking at your phone. Yeah. Which, that's I mean, the thing. And that's the scary, that's another scary fact, but uh, that everyone's on their phone. Yeah. I just think that like, well, what do you think the benefit of these ads are? Is there any benefit? To I them? think, well, I think for people in society and I think we, as, as a, as a people have a natural desire to conform and desire to meet social expectations when we see that every day day in day out it tells us something and it tells us that you know maybe these things that are advertising maybe this is cool maybe this is and if i want to be that i want to fit in and i want to meet these things and like i'm going to do it you know and really when we talk about kids like who are seeing these things and kids who nowadays you know grade one grade two grade three you might have a phone ipad and you might play a free game where you have advertisements. You might watch a YouTube video where you have advertisements. Even just surfing the web where you have advertisements. Going on Instagram, Facebook, all those things like kids are now doing that. To the point where like when you have a young forming mind and it's looking for what's important in society and what's like what's important in my life and what's not. I think it, when you put that in front of kids, it's it's scary. And we're, pep- and, like, we're nonstop peppering I think the people. worst part is that. They're not even consciously doing it. I think it's not unconsciously because there's been a study that a view. You mean actually adver- advertisers view, or, or no, the kids that are the kids? An, anyone in general who's ro- ro- like that's living today actually mm-hmm. that has access to the internet actually has the um, evolution of your vision on a, on a web page. Your brain automatically discounts the ad no matter what. So like on the right side of the column. YouTube had to change their whole platform because the right side of the column was usually where ads would be on like newspapers or yeah. anything and your mind automatically just blurs that out. And that's scary because it says how much we it says how much that we're doing that. <laughs> yeah, but when you say you're we're getting peppered with ads, do you, do you I don't believe that because your brain's automatically just disproving it. Like you well, I mean, looking I think at the it. thing is whether you acknowledge it consciously or not. Um, there is an impact to the things we see. I mean, I, we talked la- like we talked earlier before this about a study that was done where they they flashed an Apple logo and a Windows logo at a rate that couldn't be identified by the human eye. Like it was fast enough that it could be seen, but the brain wouldn't register that it was seen. Mm-hmm. And they were actually able to prove a statistical correlation in the user's creativity to solve a problem after witnessing that. Meaning that whether you think you know what you saw or not, whether you think you saw it or not, our subconscious mind has an impact. And regardless of if you acknowledge it or not, it exists. It exists no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, like, yes, we can look at more studies and we can talk about more things that have been proven or not, but there is an impact of our, of our subconscious mind. And just because we don't acknowledge it in our conscious brain doesn't mean that it's not there. And I mean, I think that's a great segue into ad psychology, which really talks about like where we really want to talk about this unconscious impact. I mean, if if you're being told so, like subconsciously or consciously that something that something is valuable for one reason or another, to a certain point, once you see that like once you see that a million times across your childhood, your brain has to make an association. That's what we do as human beings; we make associations. Yeah, you make associations, but like, let's take your books, for example. Your books are all about psychology and a different way of perspective. It's an idea, a belief that this way is a different part, but that's propaganda itself. You're looking, you're being manipulated that this way is a better way of human life. Well, I mean, the thing, the thing for me and and for context, I read a lot of psychology and I like a lot of fiction books and dystopias. Um, 
I don't I don't know that I would say my books necessarily always have portray a new way of life. A lot of the time they're criticizing um, current ways of life, but um, the idea being more yeah, yeah. the idea being more opening your eyes and and seeing you know what is what is actually in front of you and seeing what's being you know what the implications of that are. And for me, that's my that's my problem with advertising in, in general. Like I think advertising can be used in a good way. It can be used in a bad way, but I think that very often, because it's businesses that are selling a product, the message is they want a profit. Yeah, we want a profit, and we want to we want to sell as much of our product as we possibly can, and we we're going to tell people that this is that this product is going to make them feel a certain way, and it drives you to a materialistic view of the world that's centered around status as a form of who can show it through their money. Money is very valuable in a sense that it can change the world for the better. And a perfect example is Elon Musk. Do you believe in the Elon Musk, what he's doing? Yeah, I mean, I, I believe in what he's doing. And I, I mean, that, that psychology, it's, it's interesting. In business class, uh, we talk a little bit about uh, what's the goal of the firm. And for North American firms, the goal of the firm is to maximize profits. But this, which, yeah, which I think is problematic, but when we, and then um, actually the stated goal, or at least what we're taught the stated goal of the firm in European countries is to maximize social benefit. So I think when you make that transition to maximize, you know, like I think it changes the scope of things. And I think that a lot of the time, like, I'm not saying North American firms is wrong, are wrong, but I think we've separated what you know like what's valuable right like uh, capitalism was huge in the united states i mean obviously and i think that we've tied capitalism with showing off your wealth and having a lot of things and i think that you know like the association it, it makes sense and is logical but for me i would say capitalism is about the value of the individual it's about like getting personal value from what you're doing, no matter what the value, like well, I, I, I see, so I can see someone who's working a minimum wage at McDonald's as a capitalist, if that person takes value in their work, that person, you know, pushes themselves to achieve, if that person respects like the system that they're in, and I don't think, you know, I don't think anyone is less of a capitalist because they have or less of an example of an exemplary person because they have less money. I think that we're all dealt different hands and the idea that we could all be millionaires like the American dream is flawed. Like no one if, if everyone's a millionaire then the status of the you know, the value of a dollar probably isn't the same as it is today. <laughs> yeah. Um it's impossible and not everyone is gonna be rich, but I don't but I think that the the philosophy and the association between being rich and being a successful capitalist are aren't aren't accurate. No, it's definitely romanticized in today's society because like not long ago that being a lawyer or um, being a real estate agent was romanticized. Like everyone wanted to be a real estate agent, but now it's just switched to everyone wants to be an entrepreneur because it's yeah. just the sexy thing of today. Like what's today's society that you hear people like, oh, I want to be a nurse. Like I was just thinking about this the other day. Like I don't really hear anyone wanting to go into the scientist field anymore. Like it's so weird. I don't yeah. like anyone even at Western – like Han, he's like, oh, I want to go back in the business. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's because it's what's it's what it's we're told. Like, construct. yeah, I mean, you're we're wanting, we want more things, and science isn't necessarily a great mechanism for doing that. Business is, and when we when we jump into the business world of like, oh, we want to make more money, we want to like, it's a clear path for how to do it. But I think it's a problem, and I think the funny thing is we've had this conversation. I would personally identify more on the right wing side of the political spectrum as more of a capitalist. 
um, and I made a lot of arguments for towards socialist ideas, but I just think that the way that we approach capitalism in society is a little bit flawed. Um, and I, I don't know. I, I want to talk a little bit about the social benefit of ads, and I think that ads uh, can have that. Um, yeah. Okay. So I want to stop and take a, you know, just take a look a little bit about the social benefit of ads and talk a little bit about that before continuing down this path. But really, yeah. I guess if there's one, if there's one main point I wanted to to drive on today, like right now in this moment, is the fact that I just think that we need to change our our values at least a little bit. I don't think money is necessarily the final solution. And you said it perfectly when you said money is a tool. That is what it is. It's a tool. But I think we've really been trained to think that it's that it's money more is, than that yeah yeah everyone's pure but like most valuable thing in the world they think that is money and i think that many i think as we were growing up i think as we're getting later into 2018 19 20 there's videos coming out that money's not the only thing that matters and there's been many movies about this people gaining a lot of money and then at the end they have no family or friends they worked all their life and all of a sudden they have no friends and it's just shitty and they finally realize like oh shit money is not the or like a perfect example is like holy shit i worked my whole life and i didn't have any time to spend with my mother or dad and you'd pay every penny back to get that time back yeah and i mean and that's the thing is um i think that at the end of the day i 100 and this is the capitalist thing that i was talking about is i 100 percent support working every minute of every day if you know if that's what you want to do if that's what fulfills you if that's what you love if you're doing it because but you're gonna have to take I'm, that yeah yeah no well no if you're doing it because i love my job and whatever whether my paycheck was a dollar or a million dollars i would do it and i would spend the same amount of time doing it if that is what your mind is and that's the way i like then that's the way i want to approach the work i do and I know it's hard because money is necessary, but if that's your mindset, then work all you want, and I don't think you'll regret it one minute at the end of your life. I mean, you might, you might be like, "Oh, I wish I'd spent more time with my kids." Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, like though. you're making, I, yeah, and I mean, I think people change, but you're making a decision. If your decision to work is based on your love for work, then I don't think it's a wrong decision. If your decision to work is based on your greed for money, then I think the decision is different. And I mean, you might change, and in your at the end of your life, be like, "Oh, I wish I had spent more time with my kids," or "Oh, I wish something." But I, I can tell you right now, and I'm not there, but I can tell you right now that I would love to revisit the subject in 40 years and and see where I sit. But I see honestly believe, yeah, no, I, I honestly believe that by the time I'm 60, I'm going to be sitting here and say I made the right decisions because I made them not for money, but for what gave me happiness in life. And I think that if you chase that, then that's the right way to go. But what if? What if, okay, say for this scenario, you're working your whole life, you get to your 30s, and you've been loving your job no matter what, and then you have a born daughter or son, okay, and then all of a sudden your perspectives change of what actually makes you happy, and then, but to keep your business alive, you have to keep working, working all those hours, and you're like, oh shit, do you just quit at that point, or do you just have to keep working? I believe, I believe there's other options. I mean, I know it's easy to get caught in the, the idea that no one else could do what you're doing, but... There are you can recruit to replace your business. You can sell your business. You can I I, I you know I think I, that there are more I, I think that there are more choices and maybe it's not something that happens immediately and maybe it's a couple of years getting someone there to the point where they could run it or where you could step away. But I mean the like, having a child isn't a surprise. You know like it's nine months of duration of maturation in, in a mother. Like 
Yeah, but it doesn't hit you until you have it, you know? Yeah, but even then, I mean, you have a couple years before the kid even really becomes able to have real interactions. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? And I think that... But my main purpose is what you want to get out of this is that I want people to realize that if your life's sucking, change it. Like, don't just sit in the same old job that you have. Like, get up and change. The world's not that hard. Like, you might think that it's hard and you go broke and you go on the streets if you quit your job, but it's not like that. It is, like... A lot more benefits. Well, yeah, and I think right? and I think that's you know that's our bias coming out a little bit too, which is you know the funny thing to talk about and to bring up in the like what we're still talking about that is that's what we've seen because of the internet and you know this is and it's so easy for us to harp on the internet and say you know oh it's problematic it's scary, but I mean that's the amazing thing too um, is we really believe we can. I genuinely believe Believe that you can quit your job that i can that i could find a way out if i found myself in that situation at 35 i genuinely and i believe believe that internet that's a great benefit of internet if you love selling smurfs but (laughs) you're okay of making 80k a year if you're like but but you're quitting your job that makes 200 but you're totally okay with that i believe that's huge if you understand that you can do that like it's and i think that's what the internet has gave us the ability to sell smurfs yeah, yeah, so I mean, we've we've harped on the internet, and it's it definitely has some downsides. But I, I also I do agree that the internet has some upsides, um, in that respect. That being said, bringing it back to advertising, um, I think, you know, that is something that's happened organically through the like through the use of the internet. But I also think it, that we're still fighting an uphill battle against some of the ideas that have potentially been propagated through advertising. And that's not and like to bring it back to what we like we were you know wanting I was wanting to look at um I do think there are positive ads yeah. and I can think of positive ads out there um and there are good causes that should be advertised about mm-hmm. uh, I agree there's of, many yeah. ads that will actually change your perspective on life there's yeah. this one ad where um it was some Asian company talking about how empathy can like you don't have to be a wealthy person to have a happy life this guy he would go each morning he would go help this lady push up the cart when she couldn't and then she then he'd go on to his day and then feed this dog that was homeless and then the main purpose of it all is that you don't it doesn't cost make, money no, to be sorry. a caring person i know what i want to say yeah. so it'll adds the point of the ad is to make you feel something and motivate you. And if I believe that it is the right way, like this way, where it shows empathy to the world, I think it's ads are a powerful, powerful tool that they can motivate something like that. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. And I think that even if you think about the ads that are, or I don't, I don't, I don't know if I've seen them very often in the, in the news or anything. But when was the um, last time you've seen ads? Ads are so rare now. I don't watch TV, so I never see them. No, they're every, Snapchat. Yeah. I see them. You don't think about it, but it's what you talked about earlier with you tuning it out. Like, I honestly believe that if I watched you for 10 minutes, I could show you 10 ads that popped up in something that you were doing. But I don't use Facebook or anything, so, like, okay, I guess. Okay. Like, uh, I would see ads, but not ads Yeah, you don't acknowledge them. Um, but, no, getting back to what I was saying is that, like, the you know, there's the advertisements for helping people in Africa where, oh, sponsor a family, sponsor a well. Like, those things, they have serious social benefit. Yeah. Um, you know, showing people, making them aware of these things. And even, you know, things like watching the news, which isn't really an advertisement, but just really giving people perspective on different issues from different standpoints. Like, I think that's huge. Um, what about fake news? What about 
media companies oh, no. what about media companies doing no. the clickbait thing just to get views and to be like well that, i think uh, that, that, you know no I, and that totally flips to the other side of the spectrum right because we're like okay positive ads great to get great to get perspective but then you see exactly that abused. yeah it's because we've because and this is ads today in my opinion because we've become so desensitized like you talked about we need to do amazing flashy things to grab people's attention and a lot of those times you have to resort to practices that aren't all that ethical in my opinion to Not do so you know and and I, I i think fake news has become a little bit blown out of proportion and trump is trump is abusing maybe the maybe it. played a little bit of a yeah. role in that and propagating that term um but really at the end of the day i think you know we've talked about ads that are good we talked about ads that are bad and we talk and we're talking now about this and really the point i want to make is we got to be aware of what we're watching. I, I think that there's a spectrum and there are some things that are amazing for people to see and there are some things that are poor for people to see um, and some things that you know can really negatively impact us in 10 years that we're showing our kids today and values that we're showing kids today. Um, but Just we, gaining awareness yeah, like, of what you're actually buying into. Yeah, like Before you even totally go agree. and buy anything or make any decision, I think you just have to realize like, what am I doing? Like, why am I doing this? Like, ask questions. I believe asking questions about yourself is really important. I think that's why self-help books are great. And I, I believe that people are on the right path to understanding who they are. And I think that ads... Do you think at one point ads will just become... Or, like, how, how would you think ads are going to be made, like, in, say, like, 20 years? Because I believe that it went from, say, Mad Men... They went from like posters, like showing sexy women, but nowadays it's all storytelling. Yeah, it's all about the story of what they're trying to tell you. Yeah, and it, I, I honestly think like it will continue to become more emotional and less about the product. Yeah, and more about the association between the emotion and the product. You know what I mean? Like, and and that's and that's my problem. Really, is at the end of the day, like if you're telling me that something's going to make me feel this way, and technically it doesn't then we leave ourselves feeling hollow. So I think if we, you know, like like I said, if we think critically and we're like, okay, so I see this, you know, this car ad that's telling me that if I buy this car, it's going to make me feel this way. We need to just think, stop for a minute and be like, and maybe detach those ideas and say, okay, is it really, am I going to feel that way because, you know, like because of the car? Why am I, like, why would I feel that way? Why would I be motivated? And I know it's hard to do. Like, Lamborghini is a perfect example. Like, why the hell? I know it's a fast car. It will get you faster. But, like, when you're living in a place where you don't need to go fast, yeah, like, what's the fucking own, point? Most people who own a Lamborghini live, like, downtown in some metropolitan city. Yeah, and it's city, just, like, retarded. Where, really, you will never gain anything from the from the extra engine torque or power. Not at all. Just you will never experience the top status speed. Status quo. And, I mean, have. in a world where we have speed limits on pretty much every place you could drive a car what's the point in having a car that can beat the speed limit? Like, <laughs> Legit. And I mean, if you're buying it because, oh, I love fast cars and, uh, you know, it makes me feel great to know that that energy is there, maybe that's fine. But if you're yeah. buying that car because, oh, it's a status symbol and I can drive it around and I can show it off and I can park it in front of a big store and everyone can see me get out of it, that's scary. Like, I don't agree with that in the same way. I believe that, like, if you're feeling down some days, like, if you're having trouble getting out of the bed or whatever and use that like car as like an energy booster like oh uh, yeah maybe. i can see where i come from there's this like really good video about like um 
you see this one guy in a Ferrari and he was just sitting at the stoplight and this other guy pulls up from the other side and he's like, Oh, look at that douchebag in that Ferrari. He thinks he's so cool. Oh my God. Like, why would he have that Ferrari just stunt there? Whereas in real fact that he's worked his ass off to get to this point. And yeah. I, I know you're going to say like, why get a materialistic thing? But like, no, but that's, I, I totally agree with this. Honestly, like if you work your, if you work and that's something that's valuable to you and that's something you want to get, then by all means and like all it. the pain and headaches and about all the stuff yeah. that he's gone through but i can tell you right now the guy who's worked with that idolized image in his head probably was doing it because he loved the car and not because he wanted the status that he that came with it and i believe that that person that or made fun of him that, yeah i believe that a lot of people are like that and those are the people that create chaos in this world and i need i want to spread empathy towards all of them and just understand like who like why how they get there and not yeah. just because of family whatever but like just truly understand like where they come from and there's a really cool video about like uh these two young men going around new york asking luxury car owners like what they do for a living and it's actually pretty interesting and one of the guys that i resemble around is that he uses his car every saturday and sunday just as a an escape car this that boosts his energy like whenever he needs it yeah, and uh, channeling your channeling your emotions through that and allowing that car like it, it reinforces the association for sure between the emotion and the object, uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But it, it like it, I think it can be seen in multiple ways. Um, really, I want like I, I we're we're running a little bit out of time and we've run a little bit longer than we wanted to. But I really just quickly wanted to touch on the idea of advertising alternatives uh, before we wrap this up. Just around the topic of advertising alternatives, really, I think we've proved a lot of points, in my opinion. First being that with the internet as it is today, we have the ability to search for and find whatever we need in our our life. Do you agree with that statement? Yeah, I agree. So advertising's purpose, if I look at it in a very critical level, like, would you say it is to connect people with products they want or might want? Might want, yeah. That's the key term right there. Yeah, so... I okay. mean, do you think it has as much of a place in society today where we have a way to search for anything we might want? Well, the thing is, if we don't have advertisement, I think that we're just going to follow the same brands all the time. How is there any advantage for us to know about lower tier brands? Like to, I think. to try something new? Try something new. Something yeah, out. change it up. Be different. You know, like these Airbird um, shoes. They're all made of like silk Okay. Uh, whatever. Well, you know what if what I mean? you want it? Like, what if you want to be different? Like, so in this scenario, like you're saying, okay, you want to be different. You'd you search it instead. Yeah. So wouldn't wouldn't you search it instead? Like different. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Like if if you're tired of wearing the same shirt as ten other people around you, wouldn't you look somewhere else for your shirt? Well, isn't that technically advertising? No. What do you mean? Well, there's a different form of advertising. I think that yes, there can be like videos in front of another video, like yeah. you get the skip, but isn't product placement also an ad? Oh, I don't necessarily mean it in terms of product placement. I mean You're saying like, forcibly I'm ads. like if I'm in a classroom and there's four other people wearing the same shirt as me, I'm probably gonna look for a different shirt to wear that's less um No, but I'm just saying in the scene, in the right? searching of the product. So like say I wanna see something new. Like I wanna find a new pair of shoes. Do you mean like Google other than like Adidas or Nike? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh the, oh sorry. I thought you meant product placement. Um 
yeah, Google search metrics definitely do come into play, and there's you know that's getting into a whole other topic of how Google or organizes or like search results. Do, yeah. Okay, yeah, um, and prioritizes potentially sometimes their own. <laughs> um, but I mean, I just on its head, I, all I want to say was I think it's possible for people to find the things they want because Dude. we have a way to do that now. Um, that's a so good point. you know, in my eyes, maybe there's not as much of a need for advertising, and really looking at that, are there other ways to do the things that we do? Look at something like YouTube. On YouTube now, there's a, there's a lot more popularity with creators using things like Patreon, which for those of you who don't know what Patreon is, it's a subscription service where you can pledge a certain amount of money a month to the creators that you like to pay for your content instead of using ads to do that. Um, and that really allows creators to be independent of their advertising money. And especially with things like in a climate where YouTube has had things like the adpocalypse driving advertisers away from it because they don't want their ads associated with certain content it has created very biased content that is geared around not getting advertising revenue taken away and that changes the way that youtubers are creating it and it really silences a voice in my opinion when you have to conform to what someone else says is okay i'm not saying that like youtubers should be able to go out and say whatever they want and propagate whatever hate speech or whatever. But it gives they want them a lot of freedom. It freedom gives them towards the any topic they want to talk about without any backlash on anything. Their accountability is to their user base. Yeah. Instead of the advertiser at the end of the day. Yeah, but like in a sense, if you say you have to get rid of advertisement, how are you gonna get people's attention to come back to the app? All the time. Like YouTube? So not yeah. just YouTube. YouTube's essential almost in our lives now. Okay. And but like let's say like Facebook or Instagram. Yes, you use them every day, but advertisements make you use it multiple times a day. Oh, I don't times. use it multiple times a day because ads. Yeah, I use it multiple times because a day you don't. I'm you to don't inter. You don't inter. You don't use the app. Oh no, I use the app. So people that use the app saying like so, what Facebook does is actually kind of smart. Is that so when you post something. Facebook only shows you two likes of maybe 10. They'll be like, oh, maybe I actually got more likes. I'll go back in the app and check. And they'll go back in, and then they get you get sucked in. You're like, oh, oh, what's this video? And you kind of keep going. You kind of get, and it gets sucks you back in. Okay. Then you leave it. And then you got a few more likes, and you're like, it only shows two again. And you go back in. And you're like, oh, I got actually way more likes. I have to keep checking this app to see if how much I get. And it's a dopamine hit every time you get those likes too. So like, yeah, but that's like it's a that's, system. It is a system, it's but a weird... that's also not advertising bringing me back to the ad. That's the ad bringing me back through notifications. Notifications like, are through... advertisement. What are notifications? Like an advertisement of information that you have waiting for you to receive it. I guess if you want to view it as that. But I'm talking about advertisements in terms of like here's a product here's a product like i don't go to instagram to search for products i go to the internet if i'm searching for a product i go back to instagram to keep up with what's going on with my friends like and if you want to see that as an advertisement like but it's okay so take advertisements straight out of it so what youtube or facebook will need to do is to make sure there's enough tension on facebook or youtube all the time to make these subscriptions all the time you know what i mean yeah, I just I like I would personally rather pay for a service than get peppered with ads. And the thing is, it's sad because we're in a little bit of a hybrid model right now where you pay for the service and still get peppered with ads because of the people yeah, who don't pay for the service. Um I would I would pay like a certain amount of money for a month. Like I'm not saying I would pay a crazy amount, but I think if Facebook charged each of his users like $3 a month or something like that. Um not only does it create you know, like you're not going on Facebook. Like if you're if you're becoming a member of Facebook, you're doing it consciously. 
and makes people think about it and then kids maybe aren't as accessible to it and they have to make a conscious decision about it but um i believe it also like it also i think would generate quite a bit of revenue like too and i think i just my point is i think there are different financial subscription models that you can use that focus the attention more on the content or the app itself or the website which is where my in my opinion the attention should be rather than yeah, but I'm just looking at drag to other places. No, but I'm just saying, what are the effects that happen if you use a different system? I'm saying, so if you're saying get the pay now, how does that affect people joining and not coming to the website now? Oh well, people will definitely join less frequently because it's not free. Like that's just and then that's how does basis. that affect the social aspect now? If I join it, like we pay for plenty of things to do them as just a social thing. Like we, we how many times have you went not went to something then? When you have to pay for it, when, like depending on if the product is scaled to an appropriate price, um, I think it matters more. Like if you're trying to be a universal social network, you charge less um, because you want everyone to go there to that marketplace. But and and you don't want to be exclusionary. But at the end of the day, like I think it comes down to the fact that I would pay for a service that is specifically focused on the service rather than focused on making it a platform for ads to be shown to me. I believe that another system would work too, whereas, um, so I think you have to be more genuine about how you approach this because it won't scare off customers. So I think what Facebook or YouTube should do is show ads, but if you pay, we won't. Yeah. I mean, mean, that's like, that's like YouTube red. I mean, and that's a system that's in place in the States where you pay, you don't get any advertisements. And then a portion of your, is a $10 a month subscription. And a portion of that $10 a month gets split up to the creators based on what you watch the most. I personally love that model. Um, there's other browsers like Brave that do that too, where you can say, I have $5 extra to pledge. And then those $5 get split up among the creators that I want. You know, And maybe that's a better way of doing it, where it's, it, it's, it's analyzed based on what extra money you have that you could give to that cause. Because not everyone's going to have $100 to donate or $75 to subscribe to something. But... Everyone probably has an extra five dollars or ten dollars in their pocket that they could give to something. Netflix is a great example. Yeah, Netflix does this system. Yeah, and they don't have any advertisements. I yeah, mean, you go to Netflix, yeah, like you go to Netflix because, and that's what I, that's the whole point of driving is. You go to Netflix because you want to watch a video, like because you want to watch a video. Like you I go to YouTube because I want to watch a video. I go to Facebook because I want to interact with people. And every single one of those sites is tainted by the advertising because it changes the primary goal of what the company is doing. If YouTube's primary goal was we want to adver- we want to entertain as many people as we can, like Netflix is. I mean, Netflix puts out some amazing originals because their goal is and we so will not succeed too. if we don't put out good originals. Yeah, and it's, I, I was just thinking about the other day is that it's so easy to pay the people who make these movies now because they're automatically getting this fee every month. And it's just so easy to pay for these movies now. Yeah, and I mean, think about like if it, if so it was safety. YouTube or if it was Facebook. Like, if if the focus was this needs to be the best service there is, and then people are going to pay to do it because people will pay. It's easier it, for Netflix. It, it, I like the attention. Like, I that's mm-hmm. the way I like the world working, and I you know like, and that's what I mean in the capitalist in me. I like seeing like I want to pay for the good things in life. Because they're worth it. Because someone sees the value in putting in that extra little bit of attention. I don't want to pay 
a, an extra two hundred dollars for a shirt because someone has advertised to me and told because me that the brand was that's better. how much of the word that yeah. and that's what it comes down to at the end of the day for me and I think like we really have to round this off, but I want to pay for what's worth for what's worth it. Yeah, and I, I think if we change the focus and we make people accountable and we put the focus on the content, we put the focus on the product rather than the fee- like rather than manipulating people, rather than telling you it's worth more than it is, rather than creating an idea and a feeling if it was about what it is that's where i think the strength could be mm-hmm. i agree it's all about being self-aware of what you're being about. i say we went over this so many times but like yeah yeah it's definitely the main focus of what we're trying to say and i mean i know that this podcast isn't gonna it's not gonna like it's not gonna solve the problem but i would you know i would encourage anyone who's listening to at least stop take a thing like take a a moment to think about what advertising has maybe done in your life what beliefs you might have that maybe haven't been something you've come to logically and if there are any that don't you know have any any rational basis maybe you get rid of them i'm not saying you don't you buy less gucci you buy less prada like for all by all means buy something that makes you feel good there's no shame in buying a no-named like toothbrush you don't have to have the colgate you know what i mean I know that's just if it example, does this, but if it does the same job, then it does the same job, and I think that um, I don't want to go too far into this, but we, you know, the standard of life right now, like economics tells us in in Canada especially, the standard of life is two point seven times what it was fifty years ago, mm-hmm. like roughly, and <laughs> no one has any extra money to show for it. Like, that is real GDP adjusted per person. Like, we should have 2.7 times, on average, the amount of money our grandparents did. And yet, we have no extra money saved. We have... I wouldn't say we're any happier for it. And I wouldn't say we're any better. You know, and... But you also have to count that the dollar is actually worth way more now. No, real GDP adjusts for the inflation of the dollar. Oh, okay. That's what um, so, yeah. No, anyways, it... Uh, I, just, I just think that, like, we're spending our money in so many different ways that it stops to make you ask the question of, like where's my money going why am i doing it this way are there better ways of spending money are there better th- ways of associating value uh-huh. and that's well, the end where i want to end it you know where i, I like that it. would be my final takeaway okay well i'm happy where this left off <laughs> anyways thank you very much for listening and if you made it to the end good on you because this is going to be a long one um, yeah but seriously we we're all about the conversation we want to hear if you agree disagree with anything we've said uh please please follow us on instagram twitter uh communicate with us we have um an email it's wannabegents at outlook.com uh really any communication is is highly appreciated and really with any subject that we we talk about or cover we're open to any opinions all right, well, thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great night and a great week. It's Monday, so I hope you guys have a nice <laughs> Yeah, have a great week. Yeah. All right, thanks. All right, bye.